Welcome to Life in Today's episode is just going to be me talking about stuff. I don't really have a subject today, but I did get a new microphone, so I guess we could talk about microphones. Uh, They are pretty cool, especially for putting on like a podcast or if you're recording vocals or doing music and stuff. Microphones are pretty much the thing that you need to do that. They're pretty essential, I'd assume, right? So I've been thinking really hard about microphones lately and which one would be the best for me and which one would I prefer to have in my studio. And uh, I definitely did a lot of looking around and a lot of looking at different types of microphones and things like that. And I think I uh, narrowed it down to a really good microphone. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk about that subject today. Uh, and maybe we'll touch on some other things. I uh, Maybe we'll go through some uh, books about gear and stuff and talk about certain things. Uh, the next thing that I want to eventually venture into is uh, getting a, a new set of headphones. So maybe we'll uh, talk about that as well. So uh, it's been a little while since I've done a podcast and... Uh, Uh, yeah, I was doing some video game stuff and, uh, kind of, uh, wanted to talk about video game things and whatnot and, uh, kind of sidetracked from what I was, uh, actually, uh, you know, making this podcast about, which is like, you know, audio gear and, uh, digital audio workstation stuff, recording, uh, you know, synthesizers and things like that. So we're, we're going to go ahead in that direction today and talk about stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, we'll, uh, maybe learn something, maybe not, who knows, we'll just have some fun and talk and do some cool stuff. So, uh, I guess today would be like microphones. I don't know. Uh, so I've been, uh, looking really hard on the internet, uh, you know, for microphones and whatnot. And, uh, at first I wanted to get something that was in, uh, the dynamic range, uh, dynamic microphone. Uh, so I was looking at the Shure SM7B, I believe that's what it is, or the SM7, yeah, that's, I believe that's the microphone, the SM7B. And, um, you know, there's a lot of good reviews out there and a lot of cool stuff about it. And uh, it seems to be the microphone of choice uh, for a lot of podcasters and uh, a lot of uh, guys out there that do uh, music and stuff like that. They like to use the SM7B. I, I assume it's kind of a well-rounded microphone that uh, uh, just kind of fits well. So uh, that microphone is pretty cool. Uh, I was looking at that. I was also looking at some condenser microphones as well. Um, I was actually going to originally get the uh, Rode NT1K. Let me see. So I don't mess this up. Let's just pull up the information here. I believe it was the Rode NT1 Yeah, the Rode NT1. There's no K in there. Okay, so the Rode NT1 was the original one that I wanted to get. And uh, I I was pretty much I pretty much had my mindset on this microphone for probably about like two weeks. I was thinking that the uh, NT1 would be the one that I was going to go with, 
And uh, the reasons for that is that apparently this microphone has the lowest floor noise of any microphone that's on the market right now. And uh, not only that, uh, it just overall picks up a, a lot of detail and a lot of sound and a lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff. I, I mean, the reviews are great. Uh, the microphone, the quality of it is awesome. It comes with a shock mount and a pop filter. Everything is basically included with it. And uh, I also did some research on Rode, and uh, these guys make some of the best microphones that are out there from what I have uh, been looking at. Um, and then I kept crossing my mind between the two, the SM7B and the Rode NT1. And uh, the thing that made me want to go with the compressor microphone was the fact that it would pick up more detail. And not only that, my soundboard also has the uh, phantom power. So I, you know, I have all the requirements to use it as well. But unfortunately, uh, due to the circumstances right now, uh, both the SM7B and the NT1 are both sold out. So I had to scratch both those options for now. And uh, so what I did, I called up my uh, my friends at Sweetwater.com, uh, and they actually re, uh, recommended me a different microphone that's similar to the SM7B, and it is the uh, Electro Voice RE320. And I didn't know anything about this microphone. In fact, I didn't even look around at this microphone uh, until the moment that they mentioned it and that they, they recommended the, this microphone. So... I uh, took their advice. I went with the RE320, and right now you are listening to me on the RE320. And I'll have to admit, uh, it is quite an amazing microphone. Uh, this thing is built very, very well, uh, and the detail that it picks up is very, very surprising. Uh, I'm actually really blown away with this microphone. And I'll have to admit that even though a lot of the stuff that I've been looking at and trying to compare microphones and watching videos on YouTube and stuff, uh, it can kind of be overwhelming. And there's a lot of opinions out there and a lot of things out there that might kind of stir you in different directions and you might not really know where to go. Uh, but uh, this microphone was actually kind of a surprising uh kind of surprising for me uh i ended up getting it with a uh with a a rode ps i believe it's a psa1 uh shock mount or i'm sorry not the shock mount but the uh the arm the boom arm and uh the two of these together actually pair up very very well so i'm i'm honestly very very happy with the uh decision with the uh the re320 uh it's again it sounds really great uh you know uh it's way better than my SM's, uh, hold on, the SM57 was the one I was using before. It's kind of like a, uh, uh, it's obviously much smaller. It's, uh, it's a different kind of microphone. It's, it's the same dynamic uh, kind of technology and everything, but uh, I wanted something more professional. And this, this microphone, from what they say, is a very professional-grade microphone. So I'm actually really, uh, really surprised with it. So... For now on, I'm going to start doing my podcast with this microphone, um, and uh, we'll just take it from there and see how things go, and uh, my journey with this microphone, see how things sound. Uh, if you notice any difference in quality from the last podcast, let me know. It'd be interesting to see if anybody notices any difference in it. Uh, but overall, uh, I'm very, very happy. Uh, the build quality on this thing is really awesome. Uh, it comes with a great case and it comes with a, uh, 
just an overall great package. I mean, for the money, you can't really beat it for that price range. And a lot of these microphones, they go on up to like, you know, three grand. So, I mean, if you wanted to get a really, you know, expensive microphone, like a, uh, I believe Neumann is one of the most expensive out there. They're German made and uh, they have a lot of reputation out there. Uh, I think it's the TLM 103 or 104, I think. One of those that are very, very expensive. And uh, yeah, they compare those to the Rode NT1 and the Rode NT1 is only like 270 bucks. So um, I'm not really sure if price really makes a huge difference in sound quality. Uh, I know that... Uh, in my uh, studio, I don't see myself buying like a super expensive microphone like that. It just doesn't seem like it's uh, worth uh, my investment to spend a lot of money on something like a microphone. So uh, something in this price range, I think I paid uh, $299 for it. It uh, does the job very, very well. So I really, really enjoy it. And uh, since I got a new microphone, I was also in the, you know, looking around at headphones and stuff as well, uh, because uh, when you're doing these podcasts and, you know, stuff like that, uh, you also want to look at a good pair of headphones uh, that also will match it very well. So you get a good sound. Uh, you can monitor your tracks really good. Uh, they do sell a studio microphone, I mean, studio uh, headphones that uh, are closed or open-ended and uh, I've been kind of looking towards a closed microphone because the ones I'm using right now are a uh, open-ended microphone and uh, I'll be honest uh, it bleeds a lot and uh, you can hear these things even if I'm in my like my music room and I'm doing something, you can hear it all the way from uh, the hallway down to the living room. You can actually hear the microphone, not like super loud or anything like that, but you can definitely hear that there is a noticeable, you know, sound coming from my studio when I'm using an open uh, headphone. And uh, to have a closed one would be kind of nice. So that way I can actually have you know, isolation and everything when I'm doing my podcasts and stuff. So that way, you know, the sound doesn't bleed from the, uh, the headphones to the microphone and all that stuff. So it'd be cool to get something like the, uh, I believe it's the Barodynamics, uh, one of their closed micro, I mean, closed headphones. That's the one I think I was looking at. Uh, I believe it's a 770. And uh, from what I heard, those guys do very well in the headphone market. Uh, they got a lot of good reviews, and people say those are the best ones that are out there. Uh, now, if you're like uh, into uh, doing studio like uh, monitoring and like uh, mixing and things like that, I think the 990s are the one that you would go with because those are open. Now, the difference between the two, when you're talking about open or closed um, headphones, is that. Uh, there's room to breathe with the open ones. And from what I heard, you can get a lot more detail in them. And that the uh, closed ones, they kind of uh, they kind of isolate some of the natural sound that you would get in an open mo uh, in an open headphone. I keep getting those two crossed, but uh, yeah. So you would uh, notice a slight difference, I guess, between an open and a closed uh, set of headphones. But uh, to be honest, I think isolated headphones would be better in my category because that's that's kind of something that I want to venture into is doing more like uh, uh, recording and stuff like that, like these podcasts and I. I think that that would be a better fit. Uh, now they do have ones that are like halfway open, so they don't bleed as much. That's also something to consider. But let me see if I can 
pull up the 770s here. And uh, for the price range, I, 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 you know, they, they, they actually look pretty decent for the price range. Uh, if you're looking for headphones under $200, I think that the Barodynamic, Barodynamics, I hope I'm saying it right, uh, those seem like a pretty good quality headphone for the price. And like I said, you get those under 200. In fact, the uh, the DT770s and, of course, the uh, the 250 ohm, I'd like to get those. Uh, the clothes back for 159, that's not too bad. And the headphones I'm using now, uh, <laughs> I bought these like 10 years ago. These are actually Beats, by the way. And uh, not to knock on the Beats headphone market, but... Uh, these things I paid like I think three fifty for these headphones, and you know they sound great and everything. But again, that they're open, uh, they're open ended mics, so you get a lot of bleeding. And especially if you like to listen to music loud, you are gonna disturb everybody in the room with these headphones. So uh, you know they serve a good purpose and they serve well, but uh, that might not be the exact kind of headphone you want to go with in a studio. But uh, overall, I do enjoy these headphones. They're they're very uh, very detail oriented, so I can't complain too much about them. They're very uh, dynamic in range and everything. So I guess that's why they were created. Uh, they're a studio headphone, by the way. But these ones are low impedance. They don't go up to two fifty ohms. I believe these are like a thirty something, thirty two, maybe even eighty, something like that. And the reason is because you don't want to use uh, a high voltage on these headphones. They actually have batteries in them. They're battery operated. So I believe they're boosted with these two AAA batteries. And that's the other thing about these headphones is that they actually use AAA batteries. So you're going to burn through those quite a bit. So if you're using something with noise isolation technology, that's what it has. And it has a noise isolation, but it, it creates noise. So it's kind of like counterproductive. But uh, yeah, that's going to use your batteries quite a bit. And AAA batteries aren't exactly the cheapest. I think I paid like, I think 10 bucks for like a six pack of them. So yeah, and then you're going to continue to feed those into your headphones. That's kind of a, kind of a bummer. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, these uh, studio headphones are pretty cool. I do enjoy looking at uh, what kind of selections they have and what kind of cool things I can find in Sweetwater. And they also do send me these uh, cool brochures, sweet, let me see, Pro Gear brochures. So uh, they have a lot of cool stuff in there. And uh, one of these days I'll go through it and uh, maybe pick some uh, gear in here and talk about it. Even though, I mean, there's so much stuff in here. I, I'm just kind of like learning about a lot of this stuff. And uh, it's kind of fun just to read up and see what each product does or what each different, you know, what, what compares to the other guys and what's, what's the details on each different type of gear in here. Uh, and they do a lot of pro audio stuff. So there's a lot of uh, speakers and a lot of uh, definitely a lot of microphones too. Sweetwater has a huge selection of microphones. So when you're looking at microphones, it can be overwhelming to even see like, okay, which one exactly is going to fit my specific needs. And uh, some of these microphones, I'm telling you, they're, they're quite expensive. I mean, just looking here, just randomly, I flipped to one of the pages, uh, Bach Audio. I mean, it's like a $6,000 microphone. So I'm not sure exactly what you would, you know, need the microphone like that for, but um, I don't know if price really makes a difference, to be honest with you. 
this thing is pretty sweet for $2.99. So I'll have to admit that. I'll I'll be honest. <laughs> and again, uh, you know, if you're like a real professional and you know exactly what, you know, the microphone that you need or a certain type of sound or a certain type of uh I don't know what it would be, but then again, then again, if it's like maybe like your uh, real profession, you might really know why you would need a microphone that expensive or whatever. Uh, and um, to be honest, though, I, I really don't see a whole big difference in something that's like the TLM 103 or 104 compared to something like the NTK or the NT1, I'm sorry, I keep saying K, uh, the NT1. And there's a lot of review videos out there that are comparing those two microphones. And to be honest with you, uh, the, the road sounds really good. So, but yeah, anyway, microphones, the, you, you, you can go on all day about microphones and, uh, talk about specs and impedance and, uh, you know, the, uh, what do they call the, the range of these microphones, I guess, different microphones will respond different ranges from very low to very high. So, uh, you can talk about that all day long. And to be honest with you, who knows, <laughs> there's so many technical details about this stuff who, who really, uh, pays attention to that stuff anyway. I mean, you, sometimes you just got to go by how it sounds and how, how good that you think the microphone is. And, uh, you know, sometimes you take a chance too, because a lot of this gear, uh, even if you like go online and do all your researching and stuff like that, you still got to get the gear and test it out yourself to see how it sounds. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say a thumbs up for this microphone though. So, uh, if any of you are out there looking for a microphone, that's good for uh, podcasting or anything like, I mean, even like vocals and stuff like that, this microphone actually sounds really good and it picks up an incredible amount of detail, uh, since I've been using it. I, I honestly, I mean, I've never even used a, uh, condenser microphone before, but, uh, the only two microphones I've ever used were dynamics. So, uh, the SM57 and then this, the RE320. And, uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is a great microphone. I can't say it enough. I uh, really, really enjoy it. So anyway, uh, what's new to be honest, uh, I just been kind of working on music lately. Um, I've been wanting to do more in the podcasting department and doing some different, uh, ideas and things like that. So I wrote down some cool ideas and maybe, uh, these ideas I'll expand on them in the future. Uh, I do know that I had, uh, some cool thoughts on maybe some future shows, uh, you know, different subjects that I can explore. Uh, and you know, maybe some game stuff too, cause I do enjoy games once in a while, but, uh, I'll try to keep that to like a minimum on here. Uh, I mean, I do enjoy playing games. Like I said, I, I mentioned that several times, but, uh, I would like to focus, uh, more on doing like audio stuff and, you know, engineering music and things like that. That definitely interests me a lot. And I think that that's one of the things I want to work on more, maybe, um, practicing like some, you know, uh, keyboard skills and things like that, that would definitely, uh, come in handy and be kind of fun to do more in the future. Uh, and, um, just a few, uh, ideas. 
uh, maybe I'll do some uh, computer talk stuff. Uh, uh, I do uh, venture into like building computers and things like that. Uh, it might be kind of fun to talk about maybe like video cards or processors and things like that. I'm really into that. So I do enjoy like building computers and things like that and talking about the specs of like computers and how quick, you know, the, the parts are or whatever. Uh, that's kind of interesting to talk about. So I thought that might be a good subject for the future. Uh, let's see here. I was also thinking like maybe doing something along the lines of like, uh, writing, uh, interesting, like, you know, poetry type things and then having synthesizers in the background might be kind of a cool, like, uh, experiment. So that might be something I'll do in the future. Uh, let's see here. I was also thinking of doing a, uh, more of a serious, uh, podcast type subject show. And I think I, I might section out these shows and different categories like right now i guess i call this the life and space stuff uh, it's kind of like the uh, the music exploration and stuff that i'm doing right now but i was thinking uh it'd be kind of cool to do like a show like uh, on like life experiences and things like that and I, I i've been referencing that a few times in my podcast but i think i got a good name for it though uh the escape pod that'll be kind of cool it's kind of a more intense like podcast talk about things you know life stuff and uh just situations that happen in life so that'd be kind of cool kind of fits the uh kind of fits the theme maybe i'll try to kind of keep it futuristic sounding uh and yeah um it'd be cool to do some more uh collaborations so it'd be kind of cool to do some collaborations with people that want to do interviews and stuff i know i've been doing some stuff with mr basic and uh we'll uh, hopefully continue to do more of those shows i really enjoy doing those shows uh, it's kind of fun to sit and talk about like, you know, synthesizers and just stuff in general. So uh, it'd be cool to do more of those. I know uh, he has that show Modulator Bay. That's kind of like the, uh, the, the show we're doing right now. So that'd be kind of cool to get more into that. Uh, maybe in the future, we'll talk about art. I do enjoy art. Uh, art's going to be kind of a cool subject to talk about. Uh, recently, uh, I've been thinking about pottery. Pottery is kind of cool. It's uh, something that's uh, fun to do. It's like something physical. It's in 3D. So that would be kind of a cool thing to touch on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I talked about microphones. Uh, maybe we'll analyze some YouTubers, some people out there that are doing some uh, cool stuff with audio and uh how do you say, um, you know, mixing and engineering and things like that. Uh, I just saw that uh, Simon the Magpie came back on YouTube, so that's kind of cool. I see he's already up to some uh, interesting cat songs and stuff like that. So uh, it's good to see him back. Welcome back. Uh, and also more gear talk. Um, it would be kind of cool to explore gear. I mean, you could pretty much make a whole entire... Uh, how do you say, series of shows just talking about gear. Uh, like today, I was talking about microphones and stuff and uh, headphones and whatnot. Well, it'd be kind of cool just to go around and look at different synthesizers and talk about that, even though I don't own those synthesizers or something like that. But I could talk about stuff I don't own. That's kind of cool. Make uh, assumptions and, you know, talk about the uh, statistics and everything about it. So that'd be kind of nice as well. But uh, as for now, just uh, coming up with ideas right now, that's kind of the tough thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting to think about what you want to talk about and just come up with stuff. I know sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's 
maybe sometimes hard or maybe easy. I don't know for certain people just to talk about anything. Uh, you know, once, once you get on the microphone, sometimes your mind goes blank and uh, you got to think of things to talk about. So if you just riff and just talk about stuff, you can do that as well. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, things just come to your mind. You just want to talk about. So those are just a few things that I have written down. So to bring this into some other subjects, um, I've been using FL Studios a lot lately. I've been uh, doing a lot of music stuff in FL Studios, uh, trying to discover more things in FL Studios, uh, like more of the uh, stuff that's built into it that comes with FL Studios. Uh, I'm not, and well, usually, let's just say before. I got into synthesizers. I was actually big into uh, digital instruments and stuff like that. I'm kind of rediscovering them now because I do know that back in the day, they weren't as powerful as they are now. Now they are a lot more powerful. You can do a lot more cool stuff with them. Uh, to be completely honest, a lot of the digital stuff is getting really, really good. Um, I, and I'm, again, I'm huge on analog. Don't get me wrong. Analog is super cool. I really do dig the analog, uh, synthesizers. And I believe that they, they will always be king when it comes to making digital music. But I have been messing around with some uh, stuff on FL Studios. I've been messing around with some different apps and some different, uh, plugins and things like that. And uh, there was one specific one that kind of caught my attention, and it was this Flex. And uh, I never really messed around with it too much before. I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure if the older versions of uh, FL Studios actually came with this. So uh, this might be something kind of in the past, you know, recent years or whatever. It's called Flex uh, Advanced Simplicity. Uh, I believe that's the name of it. So uh, I, I can run through some different presets and just show you what I'm talking about. This thing comes with a lot of presets. And uh, you can, of course, uh, change a lot of different things, such as the pitch, the filter, the envelopes, master filter, delay, reverb. It's got limiter, you know, your output and everything. Um, Marco's analysis you can change a lot of different things on it but specifically a lot of the uh the sounds are very unique uh and i can go through a few of them and just talk about them it's really interesting to kind of dig deep into some of these uh let's see these the arc sun cityscape i'm not sure if this one actually comes with fl studios normally this might have been like a free thing that just recently came out i'm not sure some of these are built in and some of these are extras but you can also go to their uh there's actually like a store there's some other ones down here synthesizer science uh, Black Octopus, Pandora, whatever that is. There's some that you can actually purchase and stuff. Uh, there's also some that are for free for download. And let's see. Uh, there's actually one right here, SH1 Jump. Let's download that. Yeah, that one's free apparently. So, But the Arc Sun Cityscape, the, there's one called Dystopian Lead. I thought that was actually kind of interesting, and I'll play that right here. And uh, it's very, very smooth. Uh, some of these are really impressive. 
And uh, when I started messing around with this, this started to uh, make me think of the, uh, there's this one synthesizer called the Hydrosynth. And uh, I think they released it last Christmas or something, like around that time, I believe they released it. And uh, that thing really caught my attention. But uh, there's so many cool like plugins and things you can get now that kind of uh, already emulate a lot of the things that you can do with that synthesizer. And uh, so that kind of uh, makes me think of that specific kind of synthesizer, that digital kind of synth. synth. And, uh, you know, different kind of uh, cool sounds and leads and things like that that you can just kind of like explore. I mean, this thing has a ton of different uh, just uh, presets and things. And so that one's called Dystopian Lead. I really like that one. I'll go ahead and play that one one more time. deep very uh very cool uh there was another uh preset that i also did enjoy let me see if i can find it here i think it was uh fairy sparkle i think this is it this is a really interesting sound it's very uh mysterious and you know interesting sounding so uh that was an interesting one that i found on there i actually used that in one of my songs uh, one of my last songs I used that, so it's kind of cool. Uh, I could just go through some of these. Dark Chocolate. That's kind of cool. That's that's pretty cool. Dark Resonance. Let's try that. And, uh, yeah, they just have tons of them. Cruncher. Let me see. Okay, that's a little loud. I don't know if I'm... Yeah, it's kind of intense. Let's see. Creeper Drone. Some of these are kind of stale sounding, so you kind of hit or miss on some of these. Computer tape. That's kind of cool. I like that sound. That's interesting. Classically digital. All right. Chariot horn. Let's try that one. interesting and if you notice i uh, i actually uh normally when i do this show i add a little bit of reverb on the microphone this time i'm actually going to go without it uh so if you notice a difference if it's better sounding without the you know the what do you call the reverb and all that uh let me know or something uh it sounds it sounds pretty good on my end uh what i'm monitoring here it sounds actually pretty nice it doesn't really sound like it needs anything on it so i do hear like a slight kind of feedback thing i'm not really sure if that's coming from FL Studios or not, but uh, overall, the, it sounds pretty good, so uh, let's just roll with it. Let's see, Blue Corridon. And I'm in just a little small spot just testing out these different uh, uh, sounds here. I'm just kind of riffing on them, so Black String. It's a little too simple for me, but anyway, you get the idea. It's pretty neat. They have tons of stuff in here. There's a piano area. I mean, there's all kinds of pianos. I mean, you got from uh, Bosendorfer. What is that? It's got kind of like realistic sounding piano. And this just, this comes with FL Studios. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a producer edition if, or if it's just the basic. The basic might not come with Flex. I'm not sure though. But uh, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you're talking about like realistic sounding things in here. 
So these are just pianos right now. Close grand. Let's hear what that sound. I mean, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad for a uh, for a digital sounding piano. And uh, there's some other cool stuff in here. There's a general MIDI library. So I'm assuming these are like more basic sounding things. Let's see, your 12 string guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> general MIDI. I remember I was talking about that a little while ago. It's kind of a basic sounding kind of MIDI thing. So yeah, these are kind of more basic sounding, but they're pretty cool. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with these bagpipe. Let's see, bagpipe. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Let's see. Mobile synth pluck. Let's see. These are, I guess, they're all plucks. So let's see. I, I really like the pluck sounds. Those are some of my favorites. So this would probably be cool to check out a lot of these synth plucks. This one's called Anger. The next one's called Blip. Yeah, I like how quick and uh, how uh, how they sound kind of like uh, acoustic, so it's kind of cool. Body, this one's called Body. And so clear, clear sounding. I mean, a lot of these are very, very cool, nice sounding uh, things. Let's see here. Mobile tuned 808s. So these are all 808s. Anything from uh, the bass to a kick or whatever. So let's see. Let's see here. Let's try Distorted. What's that one? And uh, just recently it was 808 day, so that was like a few days ago. So they were talking about the uh, Roland 808. So these are all, I guess, 808 inspired. So pretty cool. Not too bad. Let's see, Blasted. Kind of got a crunchy sound to it, so that's kind of cool. Uh, let's see here, Bass Utopia. Let's try some of these. Let's see here. Uh, chasing car. Let's just go for it. Kind of clunky sounding, but cool. Dizzy Vox. Let's see. Pretty sweet sounding. All right. Let's see. Olabade Compendent. What the heck is that? This is another set of uh, presets. Broken Robot. All right. And I'm not sure how they actually implement some of these uh, sounds in here. I'm wondering if they're actually using samples and it's like part sample base. I don't know. It's it's really interesting how they can program that if it's all programmed. That one's called Busby String. Cloud Formation. Let's try that. I like those chill sounds like that. That's a pretty cool sound right there. I do like that kind of like um, mystical kind of uh, chill sound. Self-samer synth waves. So this is like a synth wave pack that comes with the flex, I guess. This might have been something I had downloaded that's extra. I'm not sure. But it, it, what, it wasn't paid. It was uh, something extra, I guess, they had for free. Let's see. Aha. So I'm guessing this has something to do with the 80s uh, song or the band or whatever it is. Maybe not. I have no idea. Ambience. Yeah, it's kind of like an 80s synth sound. Aesthetic. 
could do some cool stuff with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Analog bells. Oh, wow. That's pretty high pitch. Interesting, though. Analog strings. That's kind of cool. It's intense here. Let's see. DX, DX11, hyperphonic. Let's see what that is. All right. This DX11 synth bass. Kind of crunchy sounding. Let's go a little further. Seamless Monsters. What is that? Let's see. Absicorpion? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of intense. Uh, Barkoi? Okay, that's also intense. Creature Rock? I'm assuming these are all very intense. Let me, uh, let me take it down a notch here. Let's go with uh, Crow Wave. That's kind of... I kind of like these uh, presets that have like a melody to them or like a, a beat or something, whatever you might call it. That's kind of cool. Cyborg Mantis. Let's see what that one is. Okay, let me again, let's take it down just a little bit. It's kind of intense. Let's see if that works a little bit better. That's better. Okay, that's kind of in the area I want it. Dark Knight. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I can see kind of like a cool beat going on there. That's cool. All right, Digital Zilla. All right, interesting. I, I'm guessing that these are all kind of like they got a beat going on there. So let's see, Magnificent Sense Gem Magnif. I don't know, something like that. A Magnificence thing. Analog, let's see. That's kind of cool, Analog. Androids Dance. Ooh, I, I dig that. Cool. That's an inter interesting sound. I do enjoy that. And see, what's cool about these presets and these uh, things you can get within your DAW is that you can get some cool ideas. And I, that's kind of what I normally just use these for is just ideas. Uh, I'm not actually looking to make an entire song with this, but it kind of inspires like some ideas that you might not normally get if you're just, you know, messing around with just one particular instrument. So it's kind of cool to go around and check and see what you got within your DAW and uh, just see what kind of cool things you can find. Let's see, S1H Floor Shaker. What's this here? Alien. Ooh, that sounds cool. All right, that's interesting sounding. What else? Arctic. Bees. Oh, bees. That sounds cool. Let's try it. Blown bone cone. That's a, a kind of a weird uh, name for it, but cool, I guess. Bright. All right, let's see. Cheese. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Cheese. 
All right. That the which 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 one was that? I don't know. Chip. Let me see here. <laughs> Clap factory. <laughs> Clap. Okay. Computer musk. Computer music. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like uh, like some introduction music, like. Welcome to Life in Space. The today's episode on computer music, right? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Symbol Factory, Damp Cave. All right, DOS came. I could I could hear like a good drum uh, drum kick in the back of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. DOS game. All right. Well, anyway, there's a bunch of them. I mean, let's see. If we go to all, there are 1,308 presets I have are on uh, are on Flex, and that's just one program. You know, I mean, and besides that, there's a lot of other stuff. There's the uh, three oscillator uh, plugin that they have on FL Studios, Fruity DX10, GMS Harmless, uh, Mini Synth Piozone, Sawyer, uh, SimSynth, Citrus, Toxic Biohazard, and Transistor Base. Those are the things that come with FL Studios. So uh, amongst a lot of those, actually, there's some special synths too. I mean, you got Autogun, Beatmap, Harmer. Uh, morphine, Ogun, Plucked, and Sakura, and then even more. I mean, there's a bunch of them, man. I mean, you, you could just literally spend a lot of time just going through them. Uh, but I also have some of my own uh, imported uh, plugins. I mean, like uh, the uh, Genesis Pro, Complete Control, Contact Machine, Massive, Reactor 6. Uh, those are like other things from like Native Instruments and stuff like that. So, uh, there is just a lot of stuff to go through. And again, you can make a show just on flex and just go through presets. I, I imagine, uh, which is kind of what I'm doing, I guess. Uh, let me see the jump up. Let me see. This is the one I just downloaded here. Let's see what this sounds like. 2000, oh, 20,000 leagues. Let's try that. All right. Arena. Bell Array. Bellissimo. All right, let's go way down. How about Toby? Trailer. Vinegar. Ruler. How about Rectangle? It's hard just to pick one, right? Uh, and uh, so basically, yeah, that's flex. It's pretty cool. Advanced simplicity, it says underneath. So just a few of them. And again, the ones I played earlier, the first one, Dystopian Lead, I really like this one. Kind of reminds me of that, that movie. Uh, geez, what is it? Uh, uh, Blade Runner, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like the... Um, kind of like the mood of like Blade Runner or something like that, right? I mean, you could do like a whole movie just with that one, dystopian lead. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that one. Pretty cool. So uh, again, yeah, Flex, check it out. If you got FL Studios, check it out. It's a really interesting plugin. So 
Anyway, uh, I guess uh, I was talking about microphones and stuff like that. I kind of got sidetracked by this. But it's kind of cool to take a little break once in a while when you're just messing around with stuff on your, uh, you know, microphone or your uh, digital audio workstation or whatever. So, you know, it's kind of cool just to uh, just to relax once in a while and just uh, kind of take things, you know, a different direction, you know, so that way you're not kind of droning on the same thing over and over or repeating yourself or whatever. But, uh, yeah, the uh, I guess the subject of the show was uh, microphones. So, um I have this uh, Sweetwater catalog, and there are just a ton of different microphones in here. Uh, not just microphones, but you got like uh, all kinds of gear. I mean, you're talking anything from guitars, synthesizers, and things like that. Uh, and of course, if you're just a, you know an online kind of guy, you can go to Sweetwater and kind of just export yourself too. But uh, they send me these uh, books and it's got a lot of good information in the, you know, about microphones and things like that. If you want to read up on them and stuff and, uh, just, just a few of them. Uh, these are the, let me see, I guess they section the microphones in areas where like, I guess they have similar ones. Like my RE320 is actually listed right underneath the SM7B. So, uh, if you are looking at, uh, an SM7B, they kind of show you microphones that are kind of, uh, similar to it. So Electro Voice, they're the guys that make this microphone, uh, the uh, RE320, and I'll just read a little bit about it right here. Uh, it says it's a fantastic mic for all kinds of sources. Use the RE320's two-position dual personality frequency response for s- the switch. There's actually a switch on top. Uh, if, I, if I switch it, it's like a, uh, a low-cut pass. So uh, if I switch it over, let's try it. You can kind of hear that my voice comes in a little bit differently now. Uh, not such bass heavy it's a little less bass heavy and if i switch it back you can kind of get the idea that it takes it out for the fact that if you want to use it for percussion instruments uh if you want to smack a drum or a bass drum or something like that or a kick i guess they would call it right uh then you can uh take a you know some of that frequency out so that way you know it kind of comes in a little cleaner i imagine so, uh, it's a personality frequency response switch for either a flat response or especially tailored kick drum EQ. So I guess a lot of guys use it for kick drums. Uh, perfect for the sought after punch and integrated humbucker coil spring hum and buzz to, to a minimum. It's ideal for vocals, horns, guitars, amps, bass, amps, and drums. So a lot of different kind of instruments, I guess you could use it for, uh, you know, anything that's kind of bass heavy, I imagine. But uh, overall, you can use it for, you know, change your voice if you want. So if I take that down, you know, you, my voice kind of comes in a little differently. kind of sounds like I'm on AM radio right now. So, huh, cool. All right. And, of course, they have the original. This, this 320 is actually based off the original RE20, which is, uh, from what I heard, a microphone that a lot of broadcasters use, uh, especially sports broadcasters. Uh, so right here, the electric voice RE20, perfect mic for both broadcasting and recording, both a broadcast legend and a studio favorite. The RE20 has a home in any mid, uh, any mic locker. The smooth way it handles spoken word has long established RE20 as a broadcasting mainstay. It's also great for bass cabs and kicks. A shock mount is also available and the shock mount, I kind of went against it. Uh, it's kind of pricey. Uh, it's like a hundred bucks for the shock mount and it's gigantic, but 
uh, it could come in handy for certain things. Uh, I do notice this slight hum some sometimes in this microphone. I'm not sure if it's coming from the microphone or if it's coming from the walls of my house, but it picks up something. There's something that it's picking up. It, like I said, this thing picks up crazy detail. I can hear things going around going around in my house through the through the headphones too. So it's uh, it, it picks up quite a bit of detail. To be honest with you, this microphone picks up a lot of detail. And uh, right above it, the SM7B. I'll just read it real quick. This broadcast uh, standard is a studio legend. The SM7B has appeared on countless groundbreaking albums, adding its unmistakable impact to the voices of many top artists through the SM7B is known best as either a voiceover mic or a vocal mic. Its transient subdu- uh, subduing qualities make it an excellent choice for many music applications. So either way, you know, I mean, these microphones, uh, they're very comparable. Uh, they're very similar. But if you do want to get SM7B, though, it is $100 more than this microphone. So keep that in mind that, uh, you know, if you hear this microphone, you enjoy the sound of it. Uh, the SM7B is $100 more. You know, I'm not sure if you're getting $100 more worth of uh, quality. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't have one. Uh, but again, that was one that I originally was looking at. So, yeah. And, of course, you can buy these things called cloud lifters. And, uh, you know, these. Uh, there's one that Soyuz makes. And uh, they actually improve the clarity of these microphones. But uh, if you wanted to go with the condenser mic... I imagine you don't need to do that, uh, I think, uh, from what I've been hearing online. If you have a condenser mic, they usually pick up a lot more detail and they're a lot more quiet. So uh, you wouldn't have to throw cloud lifter or anything else. And if you were to buy one of those, it's like another 250 bucks or 149 if you just have the, uh, the one mic input. Uh, they have one with two channels for 249 I guess that's what it is. And something called the DM1 Dynamite, I guess that's also something you can you can attach. I don't know, something like that. And from what I heard, though, when you use those, you have to use phantom power anyway in order to use those. And then it just provides more, uh, you know, maybe clean power to it or something like that. And, uh, oh, yeah, so I got this, uh, I got this uh, PSA1 boom arm. Uh Let's see here, the microphone boom arm that I got with it, the Rode PSA, PSA one. Okay, that's what it is. That's what I'm using right now with this microphone. I do actually have a Blue Compass uh, boom arm, and I'll be honest with you, they're both the same price. They are slightly different though. The uh, the boom arm that the Blue came with, it has a thing to hide the the, the mic cable and everything. And this one doesn't. It just has like these little straps that you tie the microphone to and it kind of hangs on the outside. Uh, but I will be kind of honest. I, the value of the PSA one I would probably go with uh, more than the, uh, the, the the Blue Compass. And the reason being is that I actually got a, uh, a, uh, a mount that you can drill into the table. And uh, the Blue Compass does not come with that, and they charge an extra 20 bucks. You got to get it off their online site. But the only way to order it is to actually send in like a uh, order form 
to buy it from Blue Compass. And I think that they should include that for the $100 price. Uh, yeah. And this PSA one came with it and it works fantastic. Uh, I drilled it into one of my top shelves and I can uh, pull down the arm. It feels really smooth. It feels really good. And overall, I do like the quality of the PSA one, uh, maybe even better than the compass because the compass, for some reason it was, you know, shipped to me very, very like tight. Every time you pull it down, it would kind of go up on its own. And there's a little adjustment knobs that you can turn to tighten those up to keep it from doing that. But it just seems like you have to yank on it really, really hard. It just doesn't feel comfortable for me. Uh, but this PSA one, I didn't have to do anything. It just automatically feels good. It, it holds in the position that you put it in or you move it or whatever. And I, I really, uh, I would definitely recommend the PSA one, the Rode Microphone Boom Arm. Really nice. I was going to mention that. I forgot about it, but I wanted to mention that. That's really cool. I really do enjoy this boom arm. It's it's worth the $99. In fact, uh, if you call uh, um, Sweetwater, if you call them, they might be able to give you a little discount on it if you buy a microphone with it, which what they did for me. So, uh, you know, Sweetwater, they do... Uh, sometimes give you a little uh, extra discounts if you call in and talk to your uh, sales advisor. So uh, that's a notable thing to look out for. Uh, try it, I guess. You know, you might be able to get some discounts on there. I've always gotten good discounts from uh, Sweetwater. I stopped buying stuff from Guitar Center for a while, and I'll tell you why. Um, a lot of the stuff that I buy from Guitar Center, it seems like that when they ship it, they usually use UPS, I think. And as far as I know, UPS kind of handles their freight a little less carefully. And a lot of the stuff that I've gotten from Guitar Center is either slightly dented. Uh, I did buy like a, uh, a snare drum from them one time and it had a big dent in the side of it. And unfortunately, it kind of upset me a little bit. It was like a 300R snare drum. And uh, yeah, and I, I paid like, think like, yeah, like I said, like 300 bucks. And uh yeah, so that kind of that kind of bummed me out. And uh, I used to use them mostly because they would hold on to your products. If I order something, I can actually send it to their store and I could, you know, go and pick it up at my leisure, which was kind of cool. But uh, I stopped using them because Sweetwater, you know, they, they actually ship everything FedEx. You know, if you want to hold on to something and before they actually send it, you can actually talk to them. They can actually put a hold on to it until you get, you know, a particular time when you want it delivered and everything, which is cool. Uh, and I just overall think that their customer service works a lot better. Uh, you can actually call them and talk to someone and they actually, uh, you know, they understand what you're going through and uh, what kind of things that you're actually looking at or they can suggest certain things. They're, they're very they're more personal in my opinion. And Guitar Center just seems kind of like uh, industry st industrial standard kind of like type music store. It just seems like it's like a Best Buy. You know, every time I go in there, it seems like, uh, you know, yeah, once in a while you, you get a cool guy and he talks and he, you know, guides you through whatever you're looking at or whatever you're interested in and everything like that. Uh, so I'm not knocking Guitar Center. I do enjoy going in once in a while, but it just seems like they've uh, been kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know, a little less, uh, in the customer service area. Maybe, I don't know if that's, if that, that's just what I noticed. So, uh, I kind of started going through Sweetwater for all my purchases. Now I do enjoy them and everything I get from them is excellent quality and they, anything they suggest, it's, it's a great suggestion. They got professionals there. Everybody that, that works there is a professional, uh, and they do excellent demonstrations and things. So anything that you're going to get there and that they re uh, recommend it, uh, you're going to get a good product. So I just want to say, uh, you know, shout out to Sweetwater. Those guys are pretty cool. Uh, really enjoy the, the work you're doing. So 
uh, yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. And uh, overall, you know, uh, let's see the NTK. Let me see if I can find the NT1 from Road. Maybe I'll read up on that real quick, and then we'll wrap the show up. You know, I think that's about as much as I want to say right now about microphones and things like that. Um, you know, uh, you'll just have to do your own research and whatever you're interested in, kind of look into that. And, uh, uh, oh, here's the Neumann page. I mean, geez, Neumann's whole, you know, I mean, here's a $7,000 Neumann U67 collector's edition. I mean, they make really awesome microphones, but $7,000, man. I would never imagine spending that kind of money on a microphone unless like I was doing voiceovers for a movie or something, which I know I won't, but it's just fun to do podcasting and things like that. But, uh, here's a $10,000 Sony, the C 800 G like a $10,000 Sony microphone. No, thanks. That's a little more than I would imagine. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't see the NT1, but there is NT2A Studio Solution uh, from Rode. I could read that. Incredible mic bundle, and they do bundle their mics with a lot of great stuff. So I'll, I will admit that if you're going to buy a Rode, I guarantee you're going to get uh, quality, I imagine. Uh, so uh, the NT2A Studio Solution, so this is probably similar to the NT1, uh, includes the popular NT2A, which features switchable pickup patterns, a high-pass filter, and a pad. This bundle also includes a SM6 shock mount with a pop filter, an XLR cable, and dust cover, and a DVD. I don't know what the DVD for, is for, but maybe you'll learn something. Uh, yeah, so that's the only one I see in this magazine, I guess. So the NT2A, I wonder, wonder why they're advertising that one and that one is actually the same price as a uh, sm7b the nt2a studio incredible mic bundle must be good condenser microphone yeah so condensers like i said they pick up more detail they have a lower noise floor than a dynamic microphone supposedly i don't know maybe um and uh you do need to have a room that's quiet though from what i know as a condenser microphone might not be a good choice for somebody that has a computer you know sitting right next to their you know uh, microphone or for instance maybe like noise happening in the background you might need to condition your room with some sort of uh, noise cancellation foam things or whatever you might call them um, that's what I might suggest because they do pick up everything. I mean, everything from even your toes hitting the floor and tapping things and, you know, that's, that's going to come up in a condenser microphone. A uh, dynamic microphone is going to be less oriented towards that. They block out a lot of the noise. So for instance, I'm talking in the very, very front of this microphone. If I wanted to, I can talk from the side and then you'll, you'll hear that it blocks out that sound from behind. You don't hardly hear anything. And then the front, it's only picking up stuff from the front. But I even noticed, like I said, you can hear even little things around the house. So if the air conditioning comes on, you can kind of hear it. Maybe you won't. You might not hear it, but I can hear it because my mixer picks up that kind of stuff. 
But, uh, you know, for an average listener on a podcast or any kind of, you know, media form, you might not notice those things. So who cares anyway, right? Uh, but if you're going to just do podcasting or you're just going to do maybe some quick vocals or you're going to do something, maybe record some instrument with the guitar or something like that, I don't see any wrong reason to not have a dynamic microphone. And those there's just guys out there that are going to analyze this stuff till the end of days. I mean, you, you got guys out there that are doing microphone reviews. I mean, thousands and thousands of videos out there about that. And they go on and on and on. They'll tell you why this doesn't sound good or why this doesn't make any sense. This one sucks. And these microphones, uh, you know, I mean, to go and spend $300 on a microphone is still not cheap. Uh, you know, it's still expensive. You know, you're going to save up your money and you're going to you want a good product. And, of course, you're going to analyze it like I did. I analyze a lot of these things. But, um, you know, get somebody's opinion on it and just roll with it. And then if, you know, you enjoy it, you enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy this microphone, like I said, and Sweetwater actually recommended it. So, um, to be honest, if you really want a good opinion, talk to those guys, they know about their gear. So again, that's another reason why I go with uh, Sweetwater than I do with a uh, guitar center now. So <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I think I might, uh, just go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll end this show today here. So, uh, let me just jump on the dystopian lead. And we'll just kind of, uh, we'll fade out here with a little bit of uh, synthesizer sounds here. So, and, uh, you know, I hope you, you know, enjoyed the, the podcast. So um, keep listening. I'm going to have some cool stuff coming up. Uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, talk about gear. You know, there's going to be a lot more talk about uh, digital audio workstation stuff. Maybe some more talk about mixers. Maybe all kinds of crap. So, without any further hesitation, I will go ahead and sign out. And we will talk about something some other time. So, keep in tune. And, uh, yeah, life in space. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you later.